0: <laughs> We're attempting Rut's history right now, going through the AFC team previews as much as or as quickly as we possibly can, and Tom's gonna try standing the entire show. Let's find out if he can do it and run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott Yo. and Tom. Hey, everybody. How's Gentlemen. the weather
1: down there? Uh, it's fine. <laughs> How's the view? It's the first from time up there? you've
0: ever been able to say that to us.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, I'm like a few inches higher than you guys now. Yeah, I'd say
0: you're here. a solid foot and a half. Thank you. Giant. I hear it all the time. (laughs) Giant of the game. Tom Hillier.
1: Pound for pound. Yes. (laughs) One of the best. The Muggsy Bogues
0: of fantasy football podcasting. Tom Hillier. Pound for pound the goat. Pound for pound the goat. People forget that about Muggsy (laughs) Bogues. Partially because they never said it. Yeah. The best player of all
1: time in basketball history was in Space Jam. Yes. But it just, it was Muggsy (laughs) Bogues.
0: That's terrible. (laughs) tom that's just well, a terrible I mean, terrible take
1: he's not even in the discussion right no yeah no. the
0: round mound yeah no he's the best six foot four power forward ever that's he's, about it he's great on tv amazing on tv he's
1: great on tv i'm better yeah we would all be better thanks
0: see here's the thing with Colbert.
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't be better probably but i,
0: I definitely wouldn't
1: yeah, let's be honest. Not at first. I
0: bet I've never played golf, but I think I might be able to beat him in golf. You could He's beat him. He's bad golfer. Golf you that. should <laughs> beat him in golf, especially mini golf. Wasn't he bad in the batting cages too? You have to. I mean, the way he swings a golf club—you yeah. can't imagine a bat would be much better. We, you can't swing a, a baseball bat with a hitch like that. We
1: would give him the work there
0: for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. AFC previews. We're going to be talking about the guys who are going to give their opponents the work, hopefully for fantasy football purposes. Uh, just like we did with the NFC preview, we're going by division. Uh, same way we did it. I'm not going to explain it because I know you guys are going to give me crap if I do. <laughs> so let's start off in the AFC East, and we'll start with the reigning Super Bowl champions. The Jets. Just to really drive the net <laughs> knife into the sides of Jets fans. Let's start with the New England Patriots. Now, this is uh, a different-looking team. We knew that already because of you know the way that uh, that Tom Brady was playing towards the end of last season. Yeah, they we became a Robert running Mark team Kowski. last year. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I'm still going to be doing the percentage of runs and passes Important to note that the Patriots' offense ran the second most plays, which is a good thing for fantasy football to keep in mind because that them. just means that those players are going to have the most opportunities with the lead. Man, forty-four and a half percent of rushing plays, fifty-five and a half percent of passing. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of numbers with like in the thirties for rushing in the NFL, so yeah. the Patriots are a little bit on the higher side in terms yeah, they're of running absolutely plays. Absolutely a run-heavy team, so, but they still have Tom Brady. They're still believing in him, and that shows that with the fifty-five and a half percent pass play. Percentage. So, who's he throwing to? I think is the big question. Edelman, a lot. It's puff piece season. We all know that. But the reports out of the Patriots OTAs were that Nikhil Harry looked very good and looked to have uh, earned some trust with Tom Brady already, which can mean literally anything.
1: Well, they extended Edelman for two years, right? right? So, a lot of people are saying that that's the current Brady window.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean that that seems about right because when we talk about Brady, especially in this vein, um, I think v- Brady is—I don't want to call him worthless. No, he's—he's no. he's not somebody that I'm interested he in. He is for not fantasy. the top
0: ten lock at quarterback that we he's once perceived him to be. He's a streamer. He's a streamer. In good option. matchups, he can go completely off, but he can in other go completely games, nuclear. Yeah,
1: he's a his 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 floor is, is he, like terrible. Like, yeah. How many yeah. non-existent?
0: How many touchdowns did he throw in the championship game against the Chiefs? Was it? I, I don't think know. it was one. The Chiefs, yeah. In the, in the conference Champ- championship game. Oh, because uh, I'm pretty sure it was one. And Sony Michelle had three rushing touchdowns. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. I mean, that's totally possible. <laughs> I love when possible. you ask us that. Like we
0: were like, I mean, that I, was a little bit more rhetorical than the usual ones. So. Yeah, but you know what?
1: That's something that. You could bet that we might have known. He so definitely would, threw I'll forgive you. He on definitely
0: that one. threw none in the Super Bowl. Yeah, there were yeah. games where he had zero. Yeah. And there's gonna be more because they really feel like they found something in the running game with Sony Michelle and James White. Yeah, and
1: it's also something that I mention a lot when we talk about him is that they run the ball in the red zone a ton, yes.
0: way more than you think. That they way do. more than you and think. And Michelle that they is good as a yeah. red zone back.
1: And Rex Burkhead's not too shabby either. And James White. The rumors, though, are that Rex Burkhead may be getting the snips. Not that he's totally relevant, but if, if he goes to the right place, he could be. Um, it's funny though, because the Patriots seems like the right place. Yeah. Like it seems like the only place that he would really stand out. It
0: certainly seemed like it. He seemed like a... such a Patriot when they signed him. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, just... his injuries never worked out. He's for a him. true Patriot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for the Patriots at tight end. It, it just got a little, a little, uh, you got it. It just got murkier with Ben Watson announcing to the world that he, is being suspended for four games because of a recovery, a body recovery drug sure. that he took in retirement. Whatever he uh, wants to call it, It's fine. Yeah. I guess. Interest. I, I don't think Bill Belichick appreciates that. He's the one who broke that news either. Like, I, I think that that's like, I mean, that's him for him. Who knows? Yeah. Bill Belichick probably does not care. Bill
1: Belichick probably knows. Well, it's, yeah. so, it's an unfortunate probably knew before they signed him and all player. that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, but we'll go maybe now. ASJ for the first couple weeks. Yeah. I know you guys would love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll go now to the team that you two love, the New York Jets. Well, what a I, splash that they've made. I know
1: I do this to you all the time, and I'm sorry. No, did we miss somebody? Yeah, well, I just want to mention Damian Harris, who they drafted. Okay. And we were talking about him a little earlier off Mike. But I think, you know, just by virtue of being a Patriots running back, kind of like how the situation is ideal for Rex Burkhead – if Rex Burkhead leaves, if anything happens, like anything yeah. like that, he doesn't even have to leave. Just the fact that they spent high draft capital on a running back, or draft capital on a running back at all, right? The Patriots are known to use them all, so he's yeah. just someone to keep a, an eye on. Absolutely, no,
0: yeah. I'm glad you mentioned him because I, I was like, I thought we'd missed somebody. So and so uh, and Michelle's injury history too. Speaking of high capital, so on a, <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of high capital on a running back, though, we moved to the Jets, and of uh, course, yeah, the yeah, biggest splash that they made is the Le'Veon Bell contract, which now. Seems to be a point of contention with interim GM Adam Gase.
1: We'll see. I mean, Adam Gase has come out and said, like, oh, you know, like. The, the, what oh, you want to hear? Yeah, exactly. So is he pissed about it? Probably. Does he use running backs? Well, kind of.
0: Yeah, kind of. Like,
1: I've been worried about this with Adam Gase and Le'Veon Bell, and this news doesn't help me no. feel better about it. But. The money is so substantial. He the investment him. is so yeah. large. He has to get fed. He has to. Yeah. There, it, it, Le'Veon has to do it to himself. Yes. Rather than Adam Gase like, making some hard and fast rule. I because mean, if they don't use him enough, people will go absolutely crazy. I mean, yeah. who
0: else do they have in the backfield, too? Bilal Powell is still a free agent, and Elijah Prowell is on the IR for the Raiders. So McGuire Maguire Maguire, could, like could potentially get it done, but yeah, it's going to go through Levy on the it whole. Yeah. You know, he's a volume RB back end RB one for me. Yeah. The type of guy that you really want to pair with your young, hopefully budding quarterback in Sam Darnold. Who I believe he's budding, being under drafted in my opinion. I think he's draftable season long especially quarterback class is so deep it's very deep yeah but Um, you know
1: it was i think it was even on the the don't forget about it episode yeah where you go through his matchups and he had that injury in the be in the middle of the year but the only games he struggled in it's kind of like how when we talk about jared goff it's obvious when he's gonna do well the only games he struggled in were tough matchups or like the first game of his career right so I think that he's squarely in contention to be a streamer, and I think that he's actually potentially, and not just as a Jets fan, but just because of the weapons and everything he has around yeah, him, right. that he could be one of those guys that you draft late that you pray, hey, maybe he's going to take a jump. Yeah, And I always said this about Ben Roethlisberger, who I hated too all you have to do is dump it off to Le'Veon and that yeah. counts as a passing touchdown. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to get bailed out with those. That's going to help his numbers. And you know, he's got other weapons that yeah. he's used to.
0: Um, yeah. We talked about the weapons that they have around Sam Darnold. So let's kind of open it up here a little bit with Jameson Crowder, Quincy Anunwa, Robbie Anderson. Who do we see benefiting the most? I think our default pick would be Robbie Anderson. But how do we see this passing game? It's just hard to think out? that Robbie Anderson and Darnold don't build on what they had last year. Toward the end, there they really had a good thing going. So I would say, you know, obviously my my chips are on the uh, are on the Robbie bandwagon yeah. for sure. But I mean, Crowder will catch passes. Yeah, you know, he's so effective. But
1: I think Crowder could be useful in the way that
0: no thanks for me on Crowder. He's
1: not going to be Jarvis Landry, obviously. No. But Jarvis Landry, PPR monster of Dolphin fame. That's Adam Gase, right? So it's interesting yeah. to see the pattern that he's had with uh, slot wide receivers and just notice that, hey, there's upside there, but my picks are going toward Robbie. Yeah,
0: uh, Chris Herndon, the tight end who showed some flashes last year but was overall pretty up and down. Uh, he's suspended for two games. Is he draftable, stashable for those two weeks? Or Don't draft you, how him. How are you guys looking at
1: him? <laughs> yeah. You can draft him if you want, but he's not really like – I don't think it's necessary. I don't no. think – if you draft him, you're the only one who's going to do it.
0: Are, you, are you, So you guys are saying he's just not draftable? It's just not worth it situation? to have
1: somebody stashed for the first two weeks on your yeah. team. Yeah. Because you, you could have – draft
0: him, you're going to cut him before well, the – Well, you
1: want to stash someone who's got – like who might play. Yeah. Some of the best waiver wire pickups occur – In those first two weeks, oh yeah, and you don't want to have you don't want to be like, oh well, I don't want to put in as many claims because, like, I got Chris Herndon and I'm waiting for him to make the comeback. You want to keep yourself open. You want these guys that you know you want to snag the Philip Lindsay. Yeah, you don't want to miss out on Philip Lindsay for a suspended tight end on the Jets. Yeah, okay, who haven't had a good tight end in a long, long time? ASJ was
0: fine. You can do better. Yeah. Uh, we'll go then to the – oh, uh, one more note on the Jets. They ran the eighth fewest plays in the league last year. The team with the fewest plays is the team we're going to next. The Bills. They're, the Miami Dolphins, oh. whose head coach was Adam Gase. Right. So something I think maybe it caused for concern. Maybe it was just Gase adhering to the pieces that he had in that offense. But we will move to the or Dolphins now. Right. We will move to the Dolphins now. Running back, it seems like Kenyon Drake's going to have the keys, although Kalen Bilalge pro- will probably be more of a factor than he was They're last year. They're going to annoy each other.
1: Definitely for Shark, I am interested in Bellage
0: yeah. yeah, of course, ASU baby,
1: and not just because of ASU, but thank you for the uh, <laughs> the nod. I think he's an interesting play here because Kenyon Drake has really not been given the keys to the kingdom in any situation that he's been in despite playing well. Yeah. So it leads you to believe that, you know, it's almost like he's typecast yeah, and that not because he doesn't deserve the attempt, but why break the norm when you have someone else who compliments him, right? So they have, like, two different skill sets. You've got thunder and lightning with them. Yeah. So I think you might see, and this is an old example, but I think people will appreciate it. You might see, like, a Gio Bernard, Jeremy Hill yeah. backfield <laughs> oh, here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Caleb Balage is an up-and-down guy. He's a, he's a big, big man yeah. who just runs hard. Downhill yeah. runner. And Kenyon Drake is the is – the you know, yeah. The Twinkle
0: Toes. And he's a great receiver, too, Ken yeah. Drake. And the Dolphins uh, are being coached now by Brian Flores, who's out of the New England system. Could, they've been known to use a bunch of running backs. So I think you're absolutely right, Scott. I think that's going to be a frustrating situation year round. Yeah. The receivers for the Dolphins, it's a bunch of guys who are still there who have just done nothing. I almost sat down. Uh, <laughs> no, nope, you got. So I'm like freaking out. No. Nope. You got, uh, got a Long Grant. Way to go, too. <laughs> <laughs> We got Jakeem Grant, Albert Wilson coming off of injury. Devontae Parker still there, probably hurt. And that's really it. Crazy that you led with Jakeem Grant. Stills, yeah. yeah. Kenny Stills, baby. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think Kenny Stills is actually a nice – Is uh, he Stills the one? He's going to yeah. be even cheaper this year. Yeah, and I think Wilson is interesting, and I think Devontae Parker is interesting too. I mean, they didn't update anything, right? So you kind of it's a kind of known quantity here. But so, they did
0: change their quarterback, so it's like who are they gonna get the rapport with? It's, well,
1: they changed it's like double as well. So it's important camp. to pay attention to who actually becomes the starter. Yeah. Because I well, I believe it'll be Josh Rosen. Uh Fitzpatrick's got that in him every time.
0: Fitzpatrick is gonna be there for when they bench Rosen, because they're they're just trying to see what they have in him and they're trying to see if they should just throw Fitzpatrick in there and roll the dice and hope that they get a QB. Draft- I feel like Fitzpatrick is going to play some games. Kenny Still
1: and Fitzpatrick could be a match made in heaven. It yeah, really would be. I think so. It too. really
0: would be. But, but other I don't. Than expect, that, I'd avoid him. Yeah, yeah I don't. Jiziki, expect, no, thank that's you. That's what I was no. just going
1: to get to. I don't expect Zizek to make any kind of leap, especially if Fitzpatrick is out there. Fitzpatrick targets the tight end l- like less than any quarterback in the NFL yeah. by far and away.
0: It was a death sentence for OJ Howard when Fitzpatrick was starting. Yeah,
1: he's he has no regard for human life. He just goes out there and slings. He's going deep, baby. You know the Mavericks; they're not throwing to uh, the tight end. They're going to. They're not
0: concerned with five-yard passes.
1: Yeah, if you can make Deshaun Jackson come back and get a beautiful new contract, Kenny Stills, young guy, lots of talent, you can make him look pretty good. Twenty-five. That'd be cool.
0: Stills, legend. We'll move on to another very young team: the Buffalo Bills. Very young offensive core, uh, except for the ageless wonder Frank Gore, who they brought in. Leshawn
1: McCoy, old.
0: Yeah, he's he's hitting thirty this year.
1: Let's get him snipped. Let's get him cut,
0: boys. He's gonna damn. That's cold.
1: No, I want him to get cut so he can start somewhere else. Tampa okay. Bay. Yeah.
0: Um, Tampa Bay. Josh Allen, baby. You like Josh him? Allen? Yeah, I do. He's big and strong, and he can run. He's gonna run for probably almost a thousand yards this year. Probably a little less, but ten bucks. It's what? On, you that wa- he doesn't go a 1,000. I don't oh, yeah. think he gets a 1,000. It's probably going to be less, but 800, something like that. Lamar. He can easily get 10 rushing touchdowns.
1: Lamar's going to rush rugs. for more.
0: What? What? <laughs> 10 <laughs> touchdowns? Are you kidding me? Uh, dude, I'm not saying this is <laughs> like fact. I'm just saying it's a possibility that it happens.
1: I mean, he was certainly on pace He for had eight
0: it. rushing touchdowns last year and like 700 rushing yards. <laughs> All Bet. right, fine don's like
1: sour now. Yeah. <laughs> what was the uh the division of labor here, Don? Rush to pass?
0: Uh the division of labor was in favor of the pass, but they were in the high 40s. I'm just pulling it up the exact number right now. 46.4 run, 53.6 pass. So, so, still so a lot they ran running. more than the Patriots did.
1: Yeah, but and always less attempts because of Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> always less attempts in this well, offense. Well, he missed
0: time too. In the middle of the year.
1: Well, he wasn't even... Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen really wasn't a thing until a a point in time where he became the thing.
0: He was QB1 from weeks 12 to 17 in fantasy that feels like it's important to bring up.
1: Yeah, and I think that Josh Allen will be a little bit of a divisive pick. I think people will be like, oh, I'm very much Josh Allen or I'm very much anti-Josh Allen. But there's not a lot of attempts in that offense, like I said, and the receivers don't inspire a lot of confidence in me. Robert
0: Foster, Zay Jones, who both... Showed some flashes at intermittent. Cole times. Beasley, John Cole Brown Beasley comes in, and John Brown comes in as well. Yeah, Charles Clay left. Tom, sorry to hear it.
1: That's all right. But here's the thing: Do you miss him? No, and I, I don't think you're starting receivers on this team. Yeah, the Josh Allen play is like we talk about. It's not for the passing. Josh you know,
0: Allen, twelve games, eleven starts last year, six hundred thirty-one rushing yards and eight rushing touchdowns.
1: That's a lot. You should have took both those bets by those <laughs> Sounds numbers. Like it, yeah. But uh the thing is also is when someone goes out there and they rush like that, people come back more prepared the next year. Like you never saw people who like who surprised you with that right. repeat it to the same degree yeah. that they had the year prior.
0: I think He just reminds me of Cam Newton. Did Josh Allen lead the Bills in rushing this year? Did I re- do I remember hearing that? It's possible. I gotta check it's that. Possible. How many yards are you rushing? Six thirty one. I Shady think he had did. 631. I would, I hope so. Shady definitely I think had Don's 631. On. I'm on but, it. Uh, Just give me a second. Yeah, you know, it, like I was doing that when I was doing the projections for quarterback, I was like, wow, Josh Allen can really turn the ball over a lot, which he does. But because <laughs> of the Josh rushing. Allen led the Bills in rushing last year. Shady didn't have 631. He had 514 yards. Because pathetic. of that rushing. In 14 games. Because of that rushing, he's going to be awesome. Yep. And he had eight rushing touchdowns last year. Yeah, 11 starts. That's crazy. I'm sitting down. No. Oh, Tom, you had a great run. I'm a coward. <laughs> 17 <laughs> minutes or so. Those of us who are listening, uh, you'll, you'll have the exact time stamp for this. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, valiant efforts.
1: All your prop bets, we're totally yeah. going
0: on for that. Oh, yeah. Who's you next? You definitely were way under. Next is Baltimore. Oh, hey. Tom, how much time do you need <laughs> oh, on Lamar God, Jackson? We
1: go. Um ah, man, I don't think I need that much time. I've got the We got
0: QB rankings coming out next week. Yeah. So. And we're working the long game on it. We've been working this for for a couple of years yeah. now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love Lamar Jackson. That's no secret to anyone who's listened to this podcast ever. But there's one stat that I love that I will throw out for free Whoa. right now, and it's that Lamar Jackson led the NFL as in all. Players, All quarterbacks, all whatevers, in drop back points. So every time Lamar Jackson drops back, he averages .84 fantasy points. That's more than Patrick Mahomes by oh, yeah. .12 in a legendary season that Patrick yeah. Mahomes is not going to replicate, no. in my opinion. Then the next was Ryan Fitzpatrick, who had a legendary season that he will not be <laughs> replicating. No. And then the next was Drew Brees, a full 20 or point two zero points behind. Broke the completion percentage
0: record. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so these things, it, it's very repeatable for Lamar Jackson. In yeah. in a sense where it was not at all repeatable for yeah. any of those people, I think Lamar Jackson has room to grow as a passer. Yeah, I think that will actually can
0: fumble another fifteen times yeah. and still do well.
1: <laughs> I think they'll actually have like plays where he's more comfortable. Right, I said it before, and I, I, it's a funny joke, but I mean, L- Joe Flacco was one of his receivers. Yes, yeah. how can you have accurate completion attempts if you're gonna
0: Just have one guy stand there. You're
1: tying one hand behind your back. Yes. And if you have Joe Flacco still on the field or Lamar Jackson, like – coming in in the middle of a game yeah. or something you know what's going down you and know even that
0: during he, those games like, he only had 12 fumbles even probably. during those he games they were fumbles. playing like three tight end formations yeah and you know like throwing the ball to mark andrews as their primary receiver they just their their playbook wasn't equipped to handle lamar jackson for a full season it's going
1: to be so ready and i'm so ready so that is my case yeah and it Everyone knows that he's a legendary rusher. Everyone yeah. knows that he's had a little bit of trouble passing. Yeah. But I think the things that are knocks on him are what makes him an incredible fantasy value, and I'm just going to have him everywhere.
0: Yeah, one thing I know. And it's fine
1: if he sucks. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> yeah. even matter because he's so free, but he won't suck.
0: Yeah, even if he does suck, he can just bail you out rushing for like 800 you like can just, just like drop him, though because your investment was yeah. so yeah. low. Yeah, absolutely.
1: The, the ceiling that he has is unbelievably like vacant. Like there's yeah. no he could be the number 1 quarterback in fantasy. He could be the worst quarterback in fantasy. But for a, a final round pick? Like that's 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 exactly. Yeah. Truly the exactly kind of you what you want. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um he's not alone in the backfield now. Mark Ingram's going to be there. Uh we've also still got Kenneth Dixon who despite being injured and suspended and all sorts of other fun things like just won't go away. Well, Gus Edwards.
1: Gus Edwards is um is younger yeah, than but, him and probably more affordable and more like easy to work with beyond these suspensions yeah, and injuries sure. and everything. So I would expect Kenneth Dixon to be in trouble here. Yeah.
0: I think Mark Ingram's going to have a monster. I was looking at the numbers if you took I just took I, as I was doing my running back projections, I just took uh, what you know in the games that Lamar Jackson started, what the running backs got rushing yards very nice and and pulled it out over a 16 game season and that was it would have went out to 2,400 rushing yards as a team, which is just the running backs, not Lamar. this is outside of Lamar Jackson, Holy which crap. is absolutely absurd. And if you think that Mark Ingram is going to get 60 to 70 percent of the carries, and 60, 70% of the yards, you're talking about a 1,400, 1,500-yard type season for Mark Ingram.
1: And I think he's a guy who would be really comfortable in sort of like these option kind of style plays. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm excited for that. That's a great stat. That's a yeah. great way to look at it, and it will probably influence my uh, – it made, me move, him, it made me
0: move him up like almost 10 spots in my rankings because of it. I was like, there's really a huge opportunity for him. I don't know if he hits to that extent because you said we have Gus Edwards and you have Kenneth Dixon who will take carries. But even at 60%, even at 55% of that total, he's he's going to be close to an RB1. And his ADP is nowhere near what I expected it to be. No, he's, they're, he's going buried. in the seventh round regularly. Oh yeah, I know, and, and that's it's amazing. such a bargain for him. I'll be if he's if it's like that, he's going to be a guy sure. I'll be reaching up. I mean, for we him. got him in the one mock draft episode, and I couldn't believe he was still there. Yeah, I'll be yeah. happy to take him. He's a you know, he's a two hundred carry guy. I don't think there's any shadow of a doubt that he'll get to that level. Receiver wise, they. Uh Hollywood Brown is a dynasty to play. That's I it. think
1: yeah, I think Hollywood Brown is the most interesting. Willie Sneed was interesting to me before they drafted so many people and they just signed yeah. Michael Floyd and like all this stuff. So I think it's gonna be a bit of a uh you know, a bootstrap effort by the receiving club right, just uh, to like figure it out. No but thanks. the commitment, obviously a first round pick on Hollywood Brown, Hollywood Brown, that is <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry that is that. gonna be the guy to look after. And He's another one who's gonna be free with a ceiling that's virtually unlimited. Yeah. He could be a Tyreek Hill.
0: Right. So we'll move on now to Pittsburgh. And they have they look a little different now. It's exciting. I think we can agree. Antonio Brown now a raider. We'll get to so him so much opportunity. Big opportunity for Juju, big opportunity for James Washington. It kind of makes you excited in all of them, you know, because yeah. there's yeah. there's just so much vacated. Dante Moncrief. So much out there. Like, anybody really has a chance to step up. Vance McDonald. I think James Conner could be in line for a potentially huge season. I've heard reports that the general manager is like, well, we don't know at running back. It's going to be like the hot end. Maybe it'll be Samuels. Maybe it'll be Benny Snell. But I think Connor was like, you know, one of the best in the league and like forced missed tackles and forced broken tackles and, and, and stuff bro- like that. Yeah, broken tackles. And this is why you draft be at yeah. the end of August because you know, Con-
1: like- before Connor's injury, he was leading the NFL in broken tackles.
0: Right. So, yeah. so he- he's a difference maker when he gets the ball, and I think that's going to shine through. Yeah. So if you're reading those reports, don't be worried about that yet. There's no. just, there's just way too long to go, and yeah. Connor's a beast. So and draft in August. Yeah. Because by August, I think we're going to have a really good idea of what that backfield is going to look like. Guys, Juju Smith-Schuster, Scott, you've said it. He's the bargain of the second round right now. Yes. Would you take him in the first if you were in that maybe like 6-7 range where you're not sure he's going to get back to you? No, okay. I wouldn't take him at, at 6 or 7.
1: Okay. Okay. No, there's
0: just other receivers that like Julio Jones has gotten 1,400 yards for four straight seasons. That's I would a lot. take I would take that consistency at that pick at a, for a receiver over him. I would take Devonte Adams over him. I would take Hopkins over him. But that's probably it to be honest. Okay. because
1: the concession prizes around that around that time with running back are going to be similar guys. Yes, yeah. Like we could even use this as a transition into the Bengals and talk about someone like Joe Mixon. Yeah, who go for it. Is right there. Yeah. you know it like. Their seasons are probably, numbers-wise, statistically, going to wind up looking very similar. Yeah. They're going to be the, main, the primary Love ball carrier. They both catch the ball. They should be used inside the red zone, and that's really all there is because yeah. behind them are young guys, right, who are – you can say they're talented, you can say whatever. I'm sure they are, but they're not at that same commitment level from the organization right. that these guys have their true three-down back – bell cow guys which this is sort of where that list ends at that when you're looking at average draft position right. around the james connor around the joe Mixons, and then you, t- you start talking about guys like nick chubb who he might not catch his much. balls i
0: have james connor and i think like if you know a lot of these sites like tear them off i would probably have james connor in the first tier and but the joe Mixon. Of- in this second tier, yeah, like I mean, I I view Connor. I think Connor has a potential to have a better year than like Todd Gurley or uh, David Johnson. So I think I have him like fifth or sixth. in I my mean, rankings, Connor's so. ceiling is is Le'Veon Bell. But right? Mixon, I have. Well, like I don't want to be too crazy on More.
1: Mixon, but I, I don't want to sound like I'm like some led Mixon the AFC and rushing yards But yeah, in his two games last. Year. I I honestly don't think that it's crazy to say that Mixon could be a top. The
0: offense right. that was left around Joe Mixon. At the end of the Bengals season last year, by the way, he played through the end of the year after missing those yes. two games midway through the year. So, like, he ends up leading the AFC in rushing, as Scott said. His quarterback was Jeff Driscoll, and their number one receiver was Tyler Boyd, who prior to Core, that season for a couple really, games, yeah, <laughs> who hadn't really given them anything, Tyler Boyd before the, last season. So. He was the only guy, and he was still getting it done at an we've incredible rate. We've said it a hundred times what you brought up, Tyler Boyd. Remember, Tyler Boyd is better with A.J. Green. Yeah. yeah
1: so, I mean, this team, and even Andy Dalton.
0: Don't take A.J. Green. Wait Andy Dalton for Tyler is, Boyd. Yeah, His I, I, I would guys. agree with that. My league filling guy.
1: Andy Dalton is is a perfectly good user. I mean, it's something – like I, in a dynasty, I have him as a backup. Yeah. And like, I'm so content with that because yeah. I know in a pinch that I can turn to Andy Dalton. Yeah. And people don't really believe that for whatever reason. If which they're at home <laughs>
0: against a bad team, he <laughs> he's going to light them up. Yeah. In the past, like in his earlier years, he used to be a lot better. Yeah, past five. couple of years, he's been kind of fading, but yeah. he still has the capability. He
1: had a top five fantasy year. Yeah. So.
0: And I think another year as a QB1. Yeah,
1: and I mean, all the guys are coming back, even like, so he's, he's even got Eifert. If Eifert can pull it together, that's a huge weapon. Yeah. And I know no it's way. kind of a joke, but it's also not.
0: Yeah. Eifert he did lead the league in receiving touchdowns. I'm not healthy.
1: Yeah. Eifert actually had more fantasy points per touch than Rob Gronkowski
0: in yeah. his prime. Eifert whenever I have to. Very nice, Don. Thanks. Bangle tight end jokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no joking about Cleveland this year. They look like they could end up being a legitimate contender both in this division and in the AFC. And that's likely gonna to put together some really interesting fantasy football performances. They could have a top ten at quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. Baker Baker's, Mayfield.
1: He's gonna to go too early though. He's going way yeah, too early. But already. He's a
0: new he's a new Drew Brees. He's gonna be good.
1: And I'm not saying that he might not be worth that price, but he's gonna everyone's so excited. Yeah, it's gonna go, go way to attached to him. He's
0: gonna go way too early for us, but honestly, there's few quarterbacks up there that I would even say is worth it, and his upside is worth it. So yeah. you know if he's if he's the guy you take in the seventh or eighth round, I oh, won't even he's be that mad going at you. He's, he's going earlier. Than you think, I think he what? Like going five, six? That, yeah.
1: yeah, five. Actually, in my opinion,
0: you don't think you don't think people will pick him over like Deshaun Watson and no, but I no. think the, but he's the, the next Watson's off the board, forward. right? I,
1: yeah, I think it's yeah,
0: Andrew Luck or Baker Mayfield. Andrew Luck, QB six. Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck for sure.
1: But I, the thing with what Don even just said, the q b six joke, i I still see Andrew luck as like q b six.
0: yeah, right. So it, I think he could be q b one he
1: could be, right. But I see him as like a lock for like q b six. like yeah, I always yeah. have. Like he had a great year, but I don't want to make that like change my opinion on him right? Because I think he's still the same guy. That was the basis of the theory is that he's always right. been the he's same got guy to be Q b six yeah. So I think while Baker may, I would say that I would rather draft Baker Mayfield. But I think that Andrew Luck is like, I'm going to rank yeah, Andrew Luck. Because you're going to
0: draft for upside. If you're exactly. going to draft quarterback, it, that, that's the, kind of my whole point. If you're going to draft quarterback that high, you, may you well. better be drafting some really high upside. Yeah. Or yeah. else, you know what are you doing, really? Yep. Let's talk about the Browns running back situation because they've got Nick Chubb. They signed Kareem Hunt, the very controversial signing suspended that that was. He suspended for eight games. And I think if he wasn't there, I think this would be a no brainer. Like, you can take Nick Chubb early in the second round if you wanted to, and he's going to give you great value because he was awesome once Freddie Kitchens took over that offense, who's, by the way, now the head coach of the Absolutely Browns. Absolutely dominant. So, like, to me, we were having this discussion before we started recording. Like, I'm not drafting Nick Chubb with much fear right now because the what he'll be able to give me without Kareem Hunt in the first eight weeks is going to be unparalleled, and he could just end up being, you know, just end up saying, okay, Kareem Hunt's back, whatever. Like we got to run with Kareem Hunt is Nick Chubb's like hot hand and Kareem a receiving Hunt, back. Like yeah. that's really like he did run the ball well in his you know his first year. The one year he actually did lead the league in rushing yards, but that was more a product of the Chiefs' running attack and Todd Gurley not playing the last week of the season. Todd Gurley plays the last week of the season, he leads the league in rushing yards that yeah. year, and we're yeah. not even we're not even bringing that up as a point for Kareem Hunt. So anyway, he's been a great receiving back his whole career. I think he comes in and he's just used as a you know another. Screen guy, another guy who can receive passes out of the backfield. Guy you can split out wide and catch passes. He gets a few carries, but it's going to be Nick Chubb, man. He's a beast.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of what I was bringing up before is like, I know we're not doing rankings right now but that's sort of where it begins to taper off right cuz Nick Chubb is a high end guy who doesn't catch a lot of passes. Right. And the fear that I have in that especially in your PPR formats is that the games you want to win are the games that are later in the season, yeah. right? So
0: with So if he's mixing in at the most important part.
1: Yeah, and you lose receptions, you lose touchdowns, you lose five carries. Could be killer. You you might have really needed that. So right. there are there are times that would scare me but would it surprise me if Nick Chubb just kept the job, locked it down the entire way? No, not not at all. Not yeah. even a little bit. But when you're looking at draft day price, you know that risk might not starts be there to, with somebody else.
0: Yeah, it starts to, you know, that's why a kind of guy like Dalvin Cook is why I'm, I'm really excited for a guy like Dalvin Cook, even over someone like Nick Chubb, who a lot of people would disagree with that because Dalvin Cook's path to just being an, The absolute bell cow is so open as compared to even a guy like Nick Chubb, who dominated last year, was almost a thousand yard back on like, you know, eight starts. Yeah. And, you know, he has a chance to be kind of taken away from at the most important part.
1: Something that I, what do you think about this? I'll just give you a couple quick hitters Odell Beckham Jr. touchdowns, double digits.
0: Yeah. I actually do think he's going to hit double digits. Okay.
1: I think I I would believe that too, because I think Mayfield would prefer to uncork it. Um, Jarvis Landry, 100 uh, receptions?
0: Under. Under.
1: 100 targets?
0: Over. I'll give him 100 targets.
1: Okay. And then finally, Njoku, useful? Yes. Every week? Or streamer?
0: Optimism streamer. says yes, but I think streamer is where he lands. But I bet
1: people will draft him to be at every week.
0: And start him every week, hoping, like last year. Yeah. Because like the potential year. is there. As yeah. a dangerous
1: gambit. Dangerous gamble, dangerous gambit, either one. I no think thanks. Yeah, that works. Sense. No
0: thanks for Njoku yeah, for no. me. Yeah. I'd wait. I'll wait for the uh, the garbage tight ends and play that game so instead. So that's
1: that Browns offense. All
0: right. Next. Let's head down <laughs> south to Houston now. Um, you know, not a lot done in the offseason, but this offense – Looked great all year. Sean Watson, NFL MVP. Heard it here first. I love it. it can I easily love happen. that call. It I, could I, easily I happen. happen. Um, I think this is a great year looking ahead. Watson won't be coming off of his ACL, which you could tell he was still trying to get over maybe physically Will or Fuller, mentally. Will Fuller, Kiki QT. The help I'm out up. Hopkins. I think that offense is going to be... Rolling Watson's already been
1: uh, gassing those guys up in yeah. in camp. All the reports are super positive. Yeah. Everything out of there. Uh, Lamar Miller kind of going in that Mark Ingram range. Yeah, where I, I love mean, him if you there. wanted to go zero RB and you take both those fellas, that's you're a win, be fine. man. That's that's probably it's a win, yeah, that's Probably a good strategy. It's not bad. Yeah, because that it's likely means
0: you end up with like. Kelsey or Ertz or Kittle. If you felt like it, One of those it, yeah. elite yeah. tight ends. And a couple of really good receivers. For sure. Yeah,
1: that's definitely one way to go about it. Um, I think it's pretty interesting. Uh, De- Deonta Foreman, you know... Who knows? Who knows? Exactly. Yeah. Who really so knows? Take Lamar Miller and let you It's know, reminding me, me of like Frank Gore from the Colts era where it's like, oh, it's, it can't be him again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> it is him again. Lamar Miller, what's <laughs> dead right? may never die. Yeah.
1: So he's, he's doing it and respect to him. We've always used him where we needed to, but I think apart from those three receivers, that's it for me. Yeah, there's no tight end presence no. there. No, and, I mean, Jordan uh, Thomas drafted was okay. one,
0: too, though. Yeah, but so— He was on a historic pace, as you pointed out last year. Yeah, but
1: then you, you think about it also. I did point that out. But then you think about some of the— Like, Mark Andrews was a rookie last year, too. Yeah, So, yeah. technically, he was on a historic pace. And I tried to call that bold prediction a couple of years ago where, like, we're going to have three tight ends in the top 12 uh, that were rookies. Right, um I think we're trending in that direction. I don't think that this rookie thing will hold forever.
0: No, it's like the running back rookie trend yeah. like it used to be many many years ago yeah. that rookie running backs, you know, they didn't come out to the scene and do it right away, but now obviously once one comes in, it's time to eat.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a lot to do with the market of what you have to pay them yes. and the usefulness that, you know, you don't and have when to pay you have rookies to draft very much them and stuff. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, we'll go to Indy now. One of our one of our favorites. Darlings. Darlings. Yeah. Great fantasy team.
1: What I like to like remind people about this offense, especially with the Marlon Mack hype at a very high level, is that he doesn't catch any pass. No, none.
0: That's why I. That's why my rankings when you know when they come out will show that I disrespected him. You know he he's played, not ranked very highly in mine. And he I'm played amazing, by
1: it. and he had some big weeks, and he scored a lot of touchdowns. Oh,
0: rushing yards. But though. the
1: crazy thing is though, is that there's so many passing attempts in that offense that his. Rushing touchdowns could take a step back.
0: Yeah, what, is he just going to be ripping off a buck 25 every week? No way. No I don't think so. He ain't going to run for 1,800 yards. The Colts were 61.9% pass, 38.1% running. Exactly. Last year.
1: So, I mean, while I like him.
0: And they revamped their – they upgraded their pass game. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Even though I'm not big on Funches, he's an upgrade. And Paris Campbell is going to be – Absolutely awesome for Andrew Luck. Yeah. yeah, and
1: Naeem Hines is the guy who fills in in that role, and he does a spectacular Another job. Another guy, he some man. RB1 leaks last yeah.
0: year. They both did. Over under Here we go. 60.5 receptions for Naeem Hines last year. Over. Over. 63 he caught. Yeah. What a year. I didn't notice that, and then I'm doing my projections. I'm looking at him I'm yeah. like, Dude, and full that's point a PPR. He's, he's a twelfth round gonna, he's pick to start he's, for you, he's, he's and, gonna that's gonna a be and that's a slow
1: burn. and that's a slow burn because there there was a lot of figuring it out in that yeah, backfield at the beginning of the year, and, so, and a lot so, of
0: figuring out with Andrew Luck's shoulder early yeah. in the season. So I There's think, a lot of I, stuff think
1: can, uh, I think he can replicate that again and improve more. on it. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, I have him improving upon it. I not? He ended up, you know, pretty high in my rankings. A lot higher than I thought he was going to be. He was mm-hmm. one of the surprises of my rankings because of his pass catching ability and the fact that they throw so much.
1: And obviously, in full point PPR, that that's somebody. He that could you
0: be. Could, I think he could be a starter. That's in full point that's PPR. somebody
1: that you you take a late shot on and it pays dividends.
0: Yes, you can. You're actually playing him. Yeah, he's like the new Theo Riddick. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I I I can agree with that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Tennessee um, next. Tennessee Tennessee could be the worst team in the league next year.
1: I think Marcus Mariota's time is pretty limited. I
0: projected Derrick Henry to go off, and we'll just continue to until he actually does. (laughs) You know, until he finally gets that exposure. Sure, but he got like two hundred and twenty carries last year, and still went over a thousand. Like a hundred of them. He still had nine rushing touchdowns. So like. The capability is there. I'd like him to be a three hundred touch need guy. One co- if one coach finally notices that, he's going to explode. He's going to be, you know, like a fringe RB one. And I say
1: three hundred touch because even though he's a big fella, he can he can hold his own in the receiving
0: game. Yeah. they never use him like that, and and it's annoying because he actually can catch the ball. Yeah.
1: So I mean, I would love to see three hundred touches out of him. I would love to see the Titans offense do something, though. But it's I also been like – I feel like I've been talking about the Titans offense trying to take a jump for so many years Dude, now. Ever that, since I
0: got Delaney Walker.
1: Since, yeah. It's <laughs> Like Bishop Sankey. like <laughs> yeah. it, It's always been a it's always been a struggle. And Marcus Mariota is not really deserving of any sort of praise at this point. No. Yet. The only cool thing I ever saw him do was throw a touchdown pass to, to himself. himself. And In a playoff game. Yeah. That was pretty cool.
0: That was very cool. You'll but, never see it again, probably. Yeah,
1: I mean, but – yeah he can he do that again to win a playoff game <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: pretty much um
1: i had him in Fanduel. That highest
0: scoring wide receiver slash tight end for the titans Corey davis or the field oh, the field really
1: i think Corey davis i
0: like Corey davis a lot but he's seldom healthy and i think one of these inside receivers maybe adam humphries or maybe aj brown the rookie could uh
1: yeah, that's a. That's if you're a giving me the pick. field,
0: it's the Titans, so I'll take the field. Yeah, because they don't do anything you ever expect them to, man. That's fair. That's
1: Delaney fair. Walker says he's at 85, percent
0: and he's being drafted as one of the first. And Johnu Smith had a board. had a bad injury. I think it was patellar tendon last year. Yeah. So like, he ain't coming back to start the year. Uh, they're 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 a mess. Jacksonville looks a little less messy now, though. Nick yeah. Foles coming in. TJ Yeldon gone, but Alfred Blue is there to back up Fournette. A buddy of mine said the, uh, the over-under for Nick Foles' yards was 3,400. What do you guys think?
1: Ooh. I'd say it's a good line.
0: It's a damn good line. Over. Because Bortles, I think, threw for 4,000 a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, I think he I think he scrapes the over if he plays all 16 games. Yeah. That's that's a great equalizer, Which they right? they got him to do.
1: Yeah, of course. And he's a relatively healthy guy. But I think that Leonard Fournette is a, is a big winner in this offseason so yeah. far. They really didn't do anything to like. It's scare all on him, you about man. that, yeah. And Remember
0: how worried we were that they were just going to cut him. Yeah, well,
1: he's got to stay healthy too. And yeah, if he can, then the sky's the limit for him. No kidding. Scott, man. you did
0: your RB projections. Did you project him to play sixteen? Um, I don't I, think I'm going to. I think I did. Yeah. He's
1: falling a full round like every year. Yeah. yeah. He's
0: like, I know. And it's be, it's becoming to a point where if he can just keep it together for one full season, he's going to be he's that guy but that he, wins you your league. So
1: part of this thing where we say never draft a quarterback, never draft a tight end, when you draft a guy like Leonard Fournette and he's available, you can play him, right? And you're, right. you're going to play him and you're probably going to be happy with the result. If you have a deep team and Leonard Fournette doesn't play, it doesn't hamstring you. doesn't matter you. as you much, exactly. You don't die. You go out there and you play somebody else. Right. And you slot in Mark Ingram who a, we were begging yeah, you to pick, or Tariq Cohen you live to Cohen fight we another day. You to yeah, pick. you play Tariq Cohen, and you live to fight another day because Tariq Cohen finishes it... RB 13 last year. Right. Right. And there's more of those guys in the depths of those rounds yep. where people get tempted to just fill out their roster and have a tight end or a quarterback just because there's an empty position on their thing. So the best you'll never rounds. see me be afraid to draft someone like Leonard Fournette, who's yeah. a little bit polarizing for all the wrong reasons, yeah. but you know... His in-game potential is so high, higher
0: than almost any running A Third
1: man. and maybe even a fourth this year, I guess, on him.
0: I just think of that I think
1: he's a third-round guy and I and I'm happy to pick him in the I know third it round. was
0: 2 years ago, but what was it like a 95-yard touchdown he had against the Steelers? Just he just yeah. blew everybody just away. Just blew everyone. I didn't realize he was that fast all that. It was like that was that yep. was the that peak was Leonard Fournette for them, too. If I we remember. can get more Leonard Fournette like that, I agree with you, Tom. Yeah. He's going to be the steal of the draft I think if he, he keeps falling.
1: He knows that he needs to be, too, because his paycheck. He's that money, yeah. yeah it, it's it's coming up to that point, right? yeah that, that thing comes to a head at a certain point, and the running backs get so disrespected financially that yeah. he needs to put something on paper to get that paper. Yes,
0: yes, absolutely. You're right. We head west. One of the more fun divisions in the league this year, I think. Uh, starting with, of course, Kansas City. Now, I don't think there's anybody on this planet who's going to say that Mahomes is going to be able to replicate the kind of season that he had last year. But what if he does? People are saying that. There's actually what a surprising
1: is? amount of people on the planet who believe that.
0: I saw. I, I was funny seeing. Is he his tweets. first round good? I saw. No. I saw from their tweets like uh, like one of the guys on defense like. Mahomes, you gotta chill with the no look passes, man. It's way too early for this shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like so he you know, he's he's already in mid season form. He's ready to go. He's firing missiles to Micole Hardman who's skying up and making, you know, spectacular catches. So where's his ADP right now? Uh he's buried, man. See, that's the yeah. thing is he won't be though. It won't They're, be. He, yeah. He's
1: one of the guys who's gonna undergo one of the biggest changes to oh, his yeah. ADP. He'll go flying up. Yeah. So if you're drafting early, he's probably an advantage guy. Like, you can take advantage of his, his premature ADP. Right. But by the time he develops, when his yeah. ADP hits puberty and <laughs> and finishes it out, <laughs> Gets I past mean, that all it's going to take
0: is him getting a long touchdown from Mahomes in the preseason. Uh, and it's, mean, that's an immediate like And the hype train jump. will just go off the tracks. Yeah. Yeah, oh, right. my God, he's- P- P- yeah, I 10. mean, that, exactly.
1: yeah, that brought Nelson Aguilar up to the fourth round back in the day. So no I kidding. can't imagine what it'll do <laughs> with the guy who's catching the ball from Patrick Mahomes. Right. Um, I think he, the crazy thing is, is if he went all the way up to the fourth round, he could hit. He could be that could be a value. Yeah. But he could I'm, still hit, which is insane. That's what makes it so interesting, especially now where he's going to be super cheap, and you know you got your dynasty stuff forming. He, he's a very interesting asset. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes needs that, right? He's there's no way that that season happens again without somebody like Tyree Kill, yeah. without somebody like Nicole Hardman, because those numbers, it's just. It's absurd you need to do it quick like yeah I don't even think you have enough time to do that in a traditional right. offense yeah Mahomes
0: to, relied on that just I'm gonna throw this ball out there to where no one can get it besides my guy and Tyreek Hill was there for and him he's that guy a lot, yes. a lot so and the drop-off between him and Nicole Hardman we don't know what that is like and
1: the gap of that will be filled by Travis Kelsey and the intermediate because
0: and I, I even, like, Don brought it up in the mock draft, and I didn't, I hadn't really given him some thought because I've never given too. him any thought in his career. But Sammy Watkins does actually interest me moderately this year. We could have gotten him in, like, the eighth or ninth round of the mock. That's fine with me. Like, if you're going to pick him there, it's a fine pick, range to take a flyer on Especially take a fly if you don't have a QB or a tight end and you just, like, spot. load it up. like do It's it. a good spot. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah, I mean his ADP could also rise as well in the same way that McCole I Agree could. with you. I, I don't I think see, like I don't you think he just he it. is in the range where like if someone already had drafted a quarterback and tight end, you're yeah. picking him as a starting flex, and now you're just, in trouble. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. Chiefs have a couple of guys whose ADP really can't go any higher. Uh, Travis Kelsey, I've seen go. In the first round of mock drafts? Top fifteen pick. Would you guys consider him in the first round, or are you strictly looking at him? He's as a top round. Guy? He's a top fifteen pick, I'd say. I don't
1: want him in the first round. Who but would you I can who would you guys
0: it. rather have? Travis Kelsey or Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas.
1: I think <laughs> that's
0: tough, man. It's a good one, right? Because
1: I, I haven't done my rank. I think I would rather have Travis Kelsey. I think I haven't
0: done my receiver ranks either, but uh, I think I would I would rather do have Travis as well. I think Michael
1: Thomas is high on the list of people that are going to get the disrespect from me. Yeah,
0: him. yeah, you're going to throw a little slander his way. Well, He's I, high on the list of people who are going to get the ultimate respect from me. Reception so. total
1: wise, I don't think it's that much different between it, those two.
0: It won't be. No.
1: Michael Thomas has the advantage there, sure. Yes. But but by a significant amount? Not really. No. And I would say Travis Kelsey has the red zone advantage. Yeah. So there goes the gap. And I mean, even
0: potentially the yardage, because Michael Thomas is a, a short yardage receiver. He's yeah. not a deep receiver. So it's an interesting really comparison. Isn't. It's real I think he's like one of the most well rounded receivers in the game. Well, of he's not he's really good, He's but not really a deep receiver though. He's
1: good and he's great at his job, but yes. it's a it's a matter of you know how it's played out. Yeah, could they it's ask all him to, situation yeah, and opportunity? Could they ask him to do those routes? Yes, probably. But like they have Ted Ginn and they do that sort of thing. Right, and, Traquan Smith. Yeah, so they use him to their advantage. It's yeah, like it's all way, all uh, It's like the way Peyton used uh, demarius Thomas. Right. P- yeah, Peyton could jump out of the or throw it out of the stadium. Right. But he threw dunkers to DT, and
0: it worked. Yeah. All right. We'll go. to Oh, and uh, the other guy. Damian Williams is kind of in that second, third round. He's not a threat to go in the first, but we love would Damian you guys Williams. consider taking him in either of those two rounds?
1: He won in a lot of ways that like Leonard Fournette won. They didn't oh, yeah. really like took yeah. big time address the
0: position. They, they got Carlos Hyde, Hyde but, but, but I don't think it matters.
1: You can't. It's hard to convince me that Carlos Hyde is going to like be really, the difference maker. Yeah, and in that offense, it's never been just like one pure guy. No, so Carlos Hyde's going to be out there. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna piss you off a couple of weeks, but I think the majority Damian of the Williams time, Damian Williams
0: might not break a thousand rushing yards, but he might score like fifteen touchdowns. Yeah,
1: Damian Williams is the guy, is the running back to own. He's gonna yeah. score a lot of touchdowns, and I think. the upside is high. It's just exactly what you're saying. Like in it's in a team that's for a team that scores a lot of touchdowns, having the running back is and, smart. And yeah.
0: losing one of their best touchdown scoring options, who is a short yardage guy, actually two of them potentially yeah. with Kareem Hunt and Tyree Kill going into this season. I think there's a chance that Damian Williams is used in the most unique way yeah. of any player on the entire offense. And or in the he, league, really. possible.
1: I depending I, on I how agree he, that that could happen. Depending but on what but he turns it into, I guess. I, I agree that that could happen, but I hope that he can handle it.
0: Yeah. Yes. We'll go now to the Chargers, another darling of, of this of this group of gentlemen. They got themselves a damn good football team. They out do. Too. <laughs> and uh, a lot more clarity at the wide receiver position. Tyrell Williams goes – now we're left with basically a three wide receiver set of Travis Benjamin, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams. Let someone else pick Mike Williams too early.
1: He's getting trendy.
0: Yeah, he's getting too trendy because of all his touchdowns. And he did it on like a
1: historic rate. So yeah, uh, it's, it's he had like a, 11 touchdowns. That's a That's A trend, a trend we
0: see and and go the opposite way. Yeah, yeah um, it's very unlikely forever. that he can replicate that. Regardless of the. Receiver. I'm gonna pull up his stat line because it was one of the more fun ones of the. And you get Hunter Henry back last, here. who could who could steal. <laughs> Red zone touches from him potentially. Yeah,
1: not only could, but should, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, he's absolutely. a tight end, and he that's the way they've used Antonio Gates. Phillip Rivers has historically loved the tight end. Yeah. So it's really it, – it's something yeah. that makes a ton of sense. It really if does. If Michael Williams goes up the board into he, – he's going to be too high for me. Where do you think he's going? Yeah. Six, seven?
0: Yeah, I, th- I really think – That's like, too high for he's me. He's going in the ra- – like yeah. he – in the mock drafts I've done, he's gone like – before Tyler Lockett, like, almost every time. And Mike Williams last year, 66 catches, sorry, 43 catches on 66 targets for 664 yards and 10 touchdowns.
1: There's no way he gets 10 that's touchdowns insane. on the same body of work. No. I would actually, yeah.
0: Even if that's it, wild, yeah. He could almost not get that many touchdowns if his body of work doubled. Right. You know, like, that's really that possible, but. Like, that's his touchdown ceiling, I, mean, I think. It, with it really the, what makes me have. think that Keenan Allen could bounce back more. When you look at more the and,
1: list of, touchdowns like by you know from top to bottom right the double digit guys are so much more rare than you actually think yeah they are. oh yeah so like the 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 chance of even repeating that at all is right. low for most right. players right. So, so the likelihood that he yeah. does it on so like i
0: don't even know if aj green has ever had a 10 touchdown season in his career his first year he had 12 you know, and every other year he's been like hovering at like eight or nine yeah um the Chargers have one of the most disrespected players in all of the mock drafts that I've seen, and for once, it's not Phillip Rivers. Austin Eckler is currently ranked in fantasy pros as, like, RB44. It's I don't know why he, he loves him so much. top 25 guy last yeah, year, it, and Melvin Gordon didn't miss a ton of time. It's up and down, up and down. It's I tough hate tough to predict. I think, I think this guy Justin Jackson could come in, and, and like, if Melvin Gordon goes down, I think he's going to lead the team in carries, not Eckler. I, I agree speaking of Melvin Gordon. I mean, <laughs> I think we're pretty much all projecting him to miss at least a couple of games. Yeah, right? Scott's got it for fourteen. I'm doing it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do thirteen or fourteen. I think as well. He never makes it through. He's never, never once. And that's in his four one of career. the reasons why I probably won't have him yeah. either. He yeah, it was, which stinks because he's like he's been an RB one two years in a row now. But he's given us maybe every. three.
1: Yeah, but he's such a legend out there where he's yeah. available that it is tough to pass on him. Yeah. The way they sense.
0: use him in the passing game the is the early going phil Melvin Gordon stack in the leagues that I was able to have it last year was amazing. And I think that was Keenan fun.
1: Allen is uh he's great, but I think I've said this before as well on the air here. But
0: he's not a touchdown guy. Anymore.
1: He's not he didn't take that jump and I I sure, legend. I'm not sure he's ever going to take Edelman. that jump.
0: He's like Edelman. He's, he really is. Yeah. I like it. It's I, very weirdly perfect. <laughs> similar full point PPR wide receiver. Too. Yes, oh, awesome. nothing more. Yeah, we'll always have that four week. Run, he's a high end though. too. Yes, very, very high end. end. Too. Extremely high yeah. end too. I've seen him uh, in the mock drafts I've done to go like at the end of the third round. I'm like incredible yes, all day. Yeah, which means that he could slip into the fourth round realistically in real drafts. Yeah, where guys are reaching too. for quarterbacks and tight ends more than the well, mock draft software also, that we use would suggest. Real
1: drafts, quote unquote. So many more running backs will leave the board early. Yeah. Yes.
0: Now, Keenan Allen is a guy that you might be able to get a nice deal on. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We will go now to Oakland. Uh, not a great team, but they made some big splashes. I, I think, think we can all agree on that. I think
1: you, you, you got to ease up on the Oakland hate. They're getting better. Because it could come back. These I'm, guys... I'm
0: taking my foot off the brake a little. That's good to hear. Or off the gas a little bit on it because – this could they, this could be the turning point for this entire franchise it has if the to Antonio be. Brown experiment works out. Yeah, two quarterback leaves. Pick Derek Carr. He's yeah. going to go late. He's got great weapons. He plays all six. Arguably, games. never had better weapons. He had the best completion percentage of his career last year. Yep. So he's actually progressing. He gets himself Antonio Brown. I think he's actually a really good guy to target because nobody is going to be looking at him yeah. and thinking of him can as I, a potential uh, top quarterback. Can I sell you guys some Jalen Rashard? No. <laughs> yeah, PPR he Darling score any last touch, year he score any Josh Jacobs might though. not be able to carry the whole load. So if 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 Richard can look good in the red zone or at least look viable as a runner rather than just a receiving back, I think he could carve out a bigger role than people Gotta are score touchdowns, man.
1: He could obviously carve out a role because, you know, Josh Jacobs has you know Josh zero, Jacob, zero yes. Yeah, he has zero experience. But I think the 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 overarching strategy is going to be give Josh Jacobs trial by fire, see what he yeah. can do, yeah, like with all of the responsibility, right. and take it away from him as he screws it up, yeah. So I, I, I don't I yeah. don't think like being cognizant of Jalen Richard now is uh, useful to you. I think it would be in the in the long term if the Josh Jacob experiment you don't want
0: have to draft Jalen Richard.
1: no, and yeah, uh, I would say you shouldn't.
0: Scott, you've been one of his biggest believers his entire career. What can we expect from Tyrell Williams in Oakland? He's in a good spot. He's a good deep receiver. He's actually a good short receiver, too, because he's big bodied. So, And he's up opposing Antonio Brown, where you've seen guys shine. You know, you've seen like Martavis Bryant. You've seen Juju and all these other guys kind of show glimpses of having Big seasons. I wouldn't expect a ton. You know, he's another guy you probably wouldn't have to draft. I think he's like
1: a, a Fanduel guy.
0: Yeah, like he's probably going to be a guy we go to in Fanduel and DraftKings yeah. like that. And we'll get to that obviously as the season kind of goes on. But you know, for your for your drafts, he's a great late round flyer just because, like I said, he has that capability to hit deep balls and yeah. score in the red zone. Okay.
1: Yeah. I agree. And
0: uh, are, do we have our eyes on Hunter Renfro yet? No. 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 no
1: he no. rules, but no. Yeah.
0: Okay. Just uh, just wanted to check. Let's go to Denver, and we've got Tom's boy Emmanuel Sanders could start the season on the pup. Tom's boy is it Cortland Sutton? Philip Lindsay.
1: <laughs> I mean, it is Cortland Sutton. You're time. a Broncos fan. I actually am, kind yes. of. I he don't has, know if the you guys only know jersey that.
0: I've ever seen you wear is a West Welker Broncos jersey. <laughs> I love that. So, All Tom's boys are Broncos too. Yeah,
1: yeah but I mean, hey, look, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, and I said this before on the mini episode, I think. You know, he's he's starting it off on a on a on a sour foot, yes. literally. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think and it sucks, but I, I kinda want Deshaun Hamilton era to begin. And I think that he really showed that he it was a, an effective receiver in that he system. Was good. And I think because of that showing, Emmanuel Sanders is not gonna be my darling this year. Like I'm a fan yeah. for life, don't get me wrong. Right. But they're gonna eat into each other a little bit. I think Cortland Sutton has the pure carved out role right. among this receiving core. And if he's that the perfect receiver. one to target, it's actually him, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. He's You're probably he's right. pretty cheap right now. The yeah. path
0: to touchdowns for him is exactly definitely the easiest. And if
1: we want to talk about my other boy, Philip Lindsay, he How had could we not? He had thirty rushes of ten or more yards, which was more than Melvin Gordon, more than Kareem Hunt more than Doug Martin, more than that entire division, and more right. than most people in the NFL. So he's a big play waiting to happen, Here's and a- he needs more touches. That is the prayer. That's the hope. Right. Um, right. There's a new coaching staff. There's a new regime, but it's the same cast of characters. So he's beaten them out before. He should beat Royce Freeman out again. But Royce Freeman is just a different ball player, so it's a little scary.
0: Here's the thing. This is like what I, what I looked at when I was looking at their stats last year is that Devonte Booker actually averaged the same amount of yards per carry as Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman was like a full yard behind the two of them. So what that shows to me is that really Royce Freeman might not be that good of a running back, you know, like if the if Devonte Booker was getting that same yards per carry as Philip Lindsay, obviously in a much much more condensed role, it still shows that the line was doing, you know what I mean, the line was doing its job, it wasn't Philip Lindsay just being faster than the corner Like everyone thought, like we thought for sure. You know what I mean? It kind of points toward Royce Freeman not being as effective as even Devontae Booker was. So, and now Devontae Booker, I don't, I believe he's not there anymore. Even if he is, you know, his role could be absorbed a little bit by Royce Freeman and you still have the same workload for Philip Lindsay. And if you get that, Philip Lindsay is going to be a back end RB1. He's going to be a value again.
1: Yeah. And uh, despite my uh, best wishes for Royce Freeman last year, he was not involved in the passing game. No, so not at, at all. At a minimum, you have that bailout of PPR with Philip Lindsay and,
0: and Joe Flacco is going to be his quarterback. Yeah, Who Who Devontae still, still on put down the, the running backs.
1: He's still there. Yep, I thought he was still there, but he, you know, he wasn't. He was he's more, on his
0: fourth year of his rookie contract, though, so this is pretty much it. For yeah,
1: me. he got into third down so often. I would just really like to keep Philip Lindsay on the fields for that.
0: I don't know but why I know, they would take him off the field if he's healthy. I,
1: I just don't. I I don't think they want to get him hurt or anything like that. And it makes sense. But and then he know, still got hurt last year. Those, anyway. it, well, that's the point, right? Yeah. And those third downs are they're, they're so meaningful in fantasy because of the likelihood that there's just a little dump off. Right. Yep.
0: That's gonna <laughs> wrap it up for the AFC pre- team previews. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Uh, You can go back and take a look at our NFC previews if you missed them or if you just forgot them because we just gave you so many hot takes about the AFC. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at RutsFF. Tom is at HillierFF. Scott's at WagsFF. I am at Why So Serious, and Rankings Month is upon us next week. We'll be getting into quarterbacks. We get through all the other positions that you're worried about as well, and uh, we're so excited to bring it to you because we're introducing a new system which we're going to be explaining with the quarterback's Uh, next week and so we're excited to share that with you and this is going to be our best rankings month ever as a show I think Um, oh yeah and we're excited to bring it to you so we'll see you next week for quarterback rankings and keep scoring